I love that song. Good morning, Vision. You're looking well. How's everybody doing? Before we go on anywhere else, let's go to prayer. And give great thanks for this morning, for this wonderful day, for this fabulous Gay Pride weekend that we have here in San Diego. Isn't this lovely? The weather is just perfect. The celebration is perfect. Right here, right now, we know there is only one life. It expresses in infinitely different ways. It is diverse, and it is unique, and it is individual, and it is God. We know that every life is the life of God. We know right here, right now, that there is only this one life. It is spirits. It is whole, perfect, and complete. It is the life we are living right now. It is the life that is flowing through us with all the qualities of God right here and right now. And so we have access to all of it, abundance, joy, power, peace, unity, everything that God is flows through us and as us in the world as we awaken to this truth and we demonstrate the qualities of God through each and everything we do. So I give thanks for this gathering. I know we come together in love and in joy, in unity. I know we come together knowing our oneness and I give great thanks for that and I simply let it be. And so it is. So here we are in the middle of July, sort of. And we're talking about speaking truth to circumstance. That's the, the theme for the month, speaking truth to circumstance. And so today we acknowledge truth that we are immersed in good. We're always immersed in good, right? So that's speaking truth. We are, you know, <laughs> right? Immersed in good. Oh, we have agreement. Do we have agreement here that, okay, God is all there is, right? And God is good all the time. And we're immersed in it all the time. The energy of spirit which is the all good, is all there is. Core concept one, it's all there is. So it's in us, it's as us, it's in the very cells of our being, it's in the subatomic particles found throughout the universe. There's only one thing, spirit made it, everything out of itself. There was nothing else to make anything out of, right? So it's all God all the time. Ernest Holmes said this, he said, since the only life you can have is the life of spirit within you, you need but permit its radiance to flow through your thought into self-expression. You are surrounded by a dynamic force, a great surge of living power. You are immersed in and saturated with vital essence of life. Its presence permeates everything, binding all together in one complete wholeness. Well, there is. We could just end the talk here and go to coffee. <laughs> There's only God. That's it. There's only God. There's only spirit. So yeah, we're immersed in good. Not a doubt in my mind. But we do doubt it, don't we? <laughs> we, hmm. Well, maybe we don't doubt it, but we do forget it. Do you ever forget it? Do you ever get caught up in circumstances, caught up in conditions, and you, and you forget it? We forget it. We are so used to, depending on our senses, right, our five senses, to inform us about the world around us. And our senses fall short, right? Our physical senses just fall short about the truth of the world around us. And we get deceived by appearances of separation, by false appearance of duality. And we start to take them on as if they are truth. We begin to believe in good and evil. We begin to 
believe in, in you know, the, these opposites, the world of duality, even though we know it is a false belief. We know it. We go back to God is all there is. We know this is a false belief, and yet we get caught up in it. And then we start fighting against things. Do you ever fight against things? You know how well that works out? <laughs> Look at this country. Let's say the war on drugs. Well, we lost that. The war on poverty, we lost that too. Every time we create a war on something, we lose it because you cannot fight against things. Right? We buy into the false narrative that evil is somehow running amok <laughs> on the planet, and we have to rein it in. We have to stop it. Now, Buckminster Fuller said, you never change things by fighting against the existing reality. To change something, you build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. That's what we do. We waste a lot of energy fighting against things instead of working for things. Right, and this is what Ernest Holmes was saying in his, uh, the Sermon by the Sea when he said, show me a people who are for something and against nothing and I will show you the next great evolution in this, in this world. And that's what religious science is. We are people who are for things, not against stuff, right? We waste our energy fighting against things. We do not build great things by concentrating on what we're against just doesn't happen. Look at vision. Look at us, right? We're, we're born on love. Look at the sign in the, in the lobby, right? Whoever you are, be proud. I love that. Whoever you are, be proud. You're a divine idea in the mind of God. Look at the, 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 the saying for our guests on the, on the front of the guest packets. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you are welcome here. You are safe and you are loved. Nobody's excluded. Right? It doesn't say, hey, come on and welcome, except for you or you or you. Right? It doesn't say that anywhere. Nobody's excluded. Nobody's kicked out. Nobody's rejected. Nobody's called a sinner. Whew, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, the stuff Jesus taught. <laughs> That's what we're doing, really. Because here is the thing. More than believing in Jesus, like traditional churches, we believe Jesus. We believe what he taught. And that's the difference between traditional church and new thought. I love this. Every day people are straying away from the church and going back to God. <laughs> Lenny Bruce said that. I don't think you'll find traditional churches quoting Lenny Bruce anytime soon either. <sighs> we believe Jesus. We believe what he taught. We believe that that is the way to proceed. We believe when he said, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works I do. Greater works than these you will do. We believe that. We practice that. That is religious science, right? Controlling conditions through the power of the mind. Changing our lives through the power of this source, this presence and power. In Corinthians, he said, do you not know you're the temple of God? And the Spirit of God dwells within you. No place outside. God's no, not in a faraway cloud looking down and, and, you know, smiting some and blessing others, depending on how it felt when it woke up that morning. Right? We do good because all we are is spirit. 
we are the physical outpicturing of this energy that we believe in that is sentient and omniscient and omnipresent and we are we are performing that our lives are that this is what we teach we are immersed in good there's nothing else to be immersed in right there's only one thing happening here it is the activity of spirit finding itself in form you are that form you're that form so all life is some part of spirit. So who exactly would it be we would exclude? Right? Itself? We can't exclude anyone. We are one. We are one. We are one. If we get core concept one down, it, you know, in our souls, in our very being, there's nothing else to do. We realize we are immersed in all good. There cannot be any more duality. There cannot be any more us and them. It just can't exist. Ernest Holmes, in, in uh, one of his radio talks, this is going back some, he said, we are surrounded by a creative genius, a creative principle. We are so immersed in a living and intelligent spirit which presses against us on all sides, which receives the impress of our thought and tends to create the thought into some objective manifestation. There it is again, right? Spirit receives the impress of our thought, and it outpictures according to our most predominant beliefs. This infinite intelligence, he goes on to say, which surrounds us is limitless in its capacity to create. Therefore, we are limitless in our capacity to create. This is our practice then, isn't it, in the science of mind and spirit, is to grow a consciousness big enough, right? To grow our consciousness as big as we can. Our practice then is to eliminate the fear thought, eliminate the false belief, eliminate the limiting beliefs, eliminate the narrative of duality, the us and them all the time. That's our job. That's our practice. That's, that's our philosophy. Eliminate the false belief in duality, the illusion of separation. Huh. And one of the ways we do this, one of the really, really good ways we can do this is, is hmm, by questioning the stories we tell. Because we still tell stories all the time. Don't you tell stories all the time? I do this because blah, blah, blah happened to me in the past, right? Or I know this because blah, 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 right? Or when this happens, you know what happens after this happens. You know, this is going to happen, right? We always tell those kinds of stories. I know what he's thinking. <laughs> it's also a story, you know? And if I do this, you know what's bound to happen if I do this. We are forever filling in the blanks with stories we're making up in our heads. I know how it comes out. Oh, yeah, I know how it comes out. We all, all of us, have graduate degrees in MSU, making stuff up. And see how good I was? I didn't even say the word that it really was. I said stuff. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Making stuff up. We all have graduate degrees in making stuff up. And, and, and we attribute motives to people, don't we? We attribute motives to other people's behaviors. Oh, well, you know her, she's just a real whatever. You know, or you know him, he's just a money-grubbing something or other. Or you know that. We're always assigning characteristics to people. We're making it all up. All of it is made up in our heads. We spend a good deal of energy making up stories that are not truth. And energy, very much like money, depends on where we spend it, 
We're saying we want more of that. When we put our energy someplace, when we spend our energy on something, we're telling the universe, I want more of that. So when I'm, when I'm spending my energy making stuff up, I'm telling the universe, yeah, 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 I want more of that. I want to I predict more outcomes that aren't true based on the past that may have happened once or twice. And then that's what we manifest, isn't it? More of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Ernest Holmes said, we do not have to know the specific means by which our good is coming to us, for it is just inherent in the law. We must be sure and never doubt that good is forthcoming. Our intellect may become a great hindrance or a great help. If the intellect causes doubt, it is a hindrance. And isn't that where we kind of get caught up sometimes? Or is that just me? If on the other hand, he said, it reasons these things through and comes to a conclusion of their reality, it is a great help, right? And this is what Ernest Holmes said, you know, your thought only takes you so far. The thought only takes you so far. It is the feeling level. It is the fire behind the thing that causes the, the law to, uh, to act. But if the intellect is doubting, you're going to get a lot more of that. And we get to choose. We have free will. We get to choose. Yes, we are surrounded by good always, all the time. You can't get, out, you can't get away from it. There is no place it ends. There is no outside of God. We are surrounded by good, immersed in God's good all the time. And we can accept it or we can turn our backs on it. Like turning our back on the sun and then complaining because we're always in the shadows. Right? Same thing. It's still there. We're still immersed in our good. Or we can believe it doesn't exist. We can believe God's good doesn't exist, that this is just a story we're telling ourselves. Right? Remember that quote last week? I love that quote from Ernest Holmes about, um, you know, when we believe it doesn't work, it works perfectly by not working, right? <laughs> so we can believe that. We can believe in chaos. We can believe that, you know, that stuff happens and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Absolutely. And the universe will respond in kind. Hmm. Our practice is to hold the highest thought, always. Not get caught up in the story. Not get caught up in the narrative that's running in our heads. Not get caught up in all the make-believe that we play out. Our practice is to hold the highest thought all the time. Whatever it is in the moment, it may not be the highest thought you've ever had, but it needs to be the highest thought in the moment, right? You know, because good stuff happens all the time around us. But sometimes we get blindsided by stuff. I'm not saying, oh, as practicing religious science, nothing, nothing negative will ever happen to you again in your life, but your consciousness makes the best of it, and your consciousness receives the gift in it, no matter what happens. But it's our philosophy to hold the highest and best thought, whatever that is in the moment. And you know, sometimes you're right there. Don't you know that? Every time, sometimes you come out of meditation and you're like, la, 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 and you're floating above the ground. Did you ever have those feelings, right? And you're just like, God is all there is, and I know it. And you're God, and you're God, and everybody's God, and it's fabulous living there. It is absolutely fabulous. And then sometimes, when we forget, right, we're carping and complaining, and, 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 you know, things are not right, or things aren't going the way I want them to, or then we know we're definitely in our story, right? When we're complaining about something, 
It's not going well. It's not, look, I need, if, if I ran the world, you know, that's, that's my beginning to every story. If I ran the world, when we start complaining and, and carping on this stuff that's not right or it's not good or they did the wrong thing or they should be doing whatever, whatever, we know we are in our false narrative. We know it. Because here's the thing, most people don't want to hear the truth. They want to be reassured that what they think is the truth. Right? So, so you have to open yourself up to truth. You have to open yourself up to truth. You have to assume, assume, I know it's a bad word, but you have to take it on as truth that we are immersed in good. We are immersed in good. And even if you can't see it in the moment, you hold the highest thought about it, right? You want to stay in the highest truth you can. And you know, it's like I said, most people don't want to hear the truth, but we are not most people. We are science of mind and spirit. And we cannot affirm from the place of a lie, right? We cannot affirm from the place of a story, of a narrative. We can't pray from that place. We can't affirm from that place. Remember Emma Curtis Hopkins, God does not work in a lie. And when we are making stories up in our head about other people, about circumstances, about events, we are, we are working in a lie, right? We are still immersed in good, even if we're ignoring it, even if we're acting out of something lesser than truth, we are still immersed in good. We just don't see it because we're all caught up in the condition. We're all caught up in the, in the, in the thing not working out and trying to fix it. Again, how's that working out? Trying to fix things. Hmm. We must stop using our energy to worry and start using our energy to create the life that we desire. We are immersed in good. We are surrounded by it. It is within us. We have the ability to change those conditions around us. And we have to know we can. And we have to know only that. Know only that and stay out of the story. Yeah, me too. I think so. God's calling. We're on the right track. <laughs> Ernest Holmes in The Science of Mind said this. He said, when we think something happens to thought, the field through which thought operates is infinite. There's no reason to doubt it. No matter how it is approached to thought, there can be no limit. So we will say it is the nature of being to react this way. Here and now, we are surrounded by and immersed in infinite good. How much of this infinite good is ours? All of it. And how much of it may we have to use? As much of it as we can embody. Ernest Holmes, Science Mind Textbook, page 50 as much as we can embody. So this is our practice then, to create the biggest consciousness we can, to outpicture the greatest level of consciousness of truth that we can. And then that is what starts to demonstrate in our lives. Little by little, drop by drop, our lives take on the consciousness 
the Christ consciousness, and our lives change as a result. We are immersed in good. It's not a story we're making up. It is truth. Thank you.